But first, here on Reset, we love to talk about food. Throughout the year, we've talked to chefs and restaurant owners and food writers and you about the best things to eat around the city. And we've even tried a lot of those things on the show. And I'll admit, preparing for this conversation made my mouth water so much that I had to eat a cube of cheese before I came into the studio. So we're ending 2022 with our top restaurant picks of the year. Joining us now to dig through the gems is Nick Kindlesberger, a food critic for the Chicago Tribune. Thanks for coming back, Nick. Thank you. We also have Sarah Fitta, is a chef and owner of Tumor Hindi co-host of 77 Flavors of Chicago, and Dario Dunham, who is the other co-host, and he is also a comedian and co-owner of Be Positive Productions. Welcome back to both of you. Hi. Thank you for having us again. All right, Sarah and Dario, tell us a little bit about 77 Flavors first. Right, so 77 Flavors is a podcast. The first phase, we traveled through all 77 community areas. Uh, We discussed the history and we visited local restaurants. And we actually just completed all 77 not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. So what yeah. was the final one? It was North Lawndale. North Lawndale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a big party at the North Lawndale Employment Network. Live it was recording. super yeah. fun. It was fun. And what did you eat in North Lawndale? We actually had B-Love Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, B-Love Cafe oh, yeah. and uh, Firehouse, uh, the art center. They had uh, a catering company right there and they catered food. So we had like meatballs we had the chicken mm-hmm. some, some fried chicken and waffles biscuits oh my goodness it was it was good it was amazing so does this mean that you will do around 2 of 77 mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah we're we're starting up uh, January 2nd actually okay yeah. where are you off to first uh, we can't tell. We we, we can't <laughs> okay, tell. Okay. You have to listen to okay. the podcast. You know, <laughs> but it's different though. So we're doing. Uh, we're not doing necessarily community areas. It's going to be more history in those community areas. So we're starting out with the CTA uh, because this round we want to make sure that people know how accessible the city is, or you know, and, and shed light on you know opportunities. So mm-hmm. uh, we're talking CTA first. Okay. Nick, this year was tumultuous for restaurants getting on their feet after COVID closures. If you had to give 2022 a word or phrase to describe restaurants in Chicago, Ooh. what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I It was very fragmented, I think I would say. Um, but there was also this weird sense of things were getting back to normal. So, you know, compared to 2020 and 2021, you know, like you would go to a restaurant and, pe- pe- you know, you wouldn't immediately bring out your your uh, vaccine card you would sort of walk up and people wouldn't have their masks on and you know some people would but some people didn't so I felt like we were just sort of winding things up again for the first time but it was still a really tough year for a lot of restaurateurs all right fragmented is your word Sarah Dario do you have a word you would describe Man, this is I'm on the spot I would say <laughs> probably resilient we did meet a lot of local um small owned like family owned restaurants and that was really they all did everything that they could to keep their businesses open and um you know there was a lot of sense of community people were coming together to make sure that their favorite spots also stayed open yeah i would say creative and the reason reason why i said creative is but kind of kind of what you said sarah um they had to figure out ways to make the business still run and and out of that you know as a consumer we got better food ideas and concepts you know we got uh you know honestly better service from a lot of these places because they really wanted people to stay and kind of win your business over so i think they a lot of these business restaurants got creative with how they stayed intact sarah what quality does a restaurant have to have to make your top list Mm, i think one thing that we always talked about is the 
kind of the owners having such a warm feel. We love when we come in and the service is wonderful. You feel, even if the food is not the top that we've ever had, I feel like a warm service always puts the restaurant in my top list. And then a small menu. I like like a perfected small menu. Nick, what about for you? Um, you know, it it just totally depends on the kind of restaurant. I want to be excited about going to a place. So when there's a restaurant owner who is just so passionate that they can't even contain their enthusiasm or something like yeah. that, that's when I get so excited. So like a place, like I went to like um, Ragadon was owned by this chef that had been in the fine dining world, but he really just wanted something smaller where he could cook the food that he grew up eating. And he happened to be from Jordan, but grew up in Oklahoma. And so the menu was Jordanian Oklahoma diner food. And so like that was just brilliant. But I would never have been able to predict a year from a year before that that's what I really wanted to eat. You know, like that's what's so amazing about the restaurant scene is that you just don't know what you want until you're in that space. And the owner, like, like Dara was saying, like convinces you yeah. that this is something very meaningful to uh, sit down to. Earlier this year, I, I wrote a, a column for the Sun-Times about things that I missed that have closed in Chicago, mm-hmm. not pandemic related. And I mentioned the restaurant Nightwood that used to be on 21st in Halstead. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Spent many family dinners there. And I tweeted it. And then Jason Vincent, who had been the chef there, was like, oh, well, I own Giant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I had never been. And so he was like, you should come. And so my family and I went. And it was such a good vibe, small menu, that farm to table. Mm-hmm. But it was also like a 90s hip hop track going on, too. Oh, and perfect. so. That that was like the the cherry yeah. on yeah. on top for it. Food always tastes better when you can dance to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so besides dancing to the food, is there anything else that you think about Dario to that that makes a restaurant on your top list? You know, I, I think for me, kind of second what everybody's saying here, and probably third everything that the owner, the staff, that the people when they care and like they they know who you are and they don't, they don't treat you like. You know, like, just hurry up and order a piece of food. Like, if I say, hey, what's good on the menu? Because we do that often. You know, we'll mm-hmm. say, what do you recommend? And then that's when the passion comes out. Yeah. You know, and for me, that's, okay, if you're excited about it, you know, you might make me eat mushrooms by accident. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, I'm so, not a burger for once. Yeah, so. right. You know, so that to me is it's all about the people, the owner. We, we've talked to many chefs and owners of restaurants, and they make it personal. So I, I like that. That helps it out for me. All right, let's get into some of these favorites. Mm-hmm. Nick, Sueños by Soho Chicago made your list. Tell us why you love that spot. So this is a pop-up. This was a restaurant that was only supposed to be open for six months. It's still open, and it's actually, I just found out yesterday that it's going to continue its stay there until May because it's doing so well. But this is a, an example of a chef who grew up in San Diego, Southern California, and, and was super into Baja cuisine in, in Mexico. And um, he's finally got the chance to cook the food like he really wants to do. So there's everything's cooked either like over live fire or it's freshly prepared seafood that's raw and marinated just right before service. And so this is one of my – I've been talking about this restaurant emphatically for about six months now and it's still <laughs> still my favorite of the year and I'll still say great things about it. And we don't have to be a member of Soho House in the West Loop to go there, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. I showed up in my really rusted out bike and 
locked it up out front, <laughs> and it was next to this car that was so expensive. Like I'd never even heard of the name of the car because I looked it up later. It was like a hundred thousand dollar car. Um, but so they, yeah, they let anyone in. I guess if you're interested, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. You know. You know, you can't, like, wander upstairs, I guess, but, yeah. you know, the, it's on the second floor. You just go up there, and it's all good. Another place I spent time at was the Duck Inn, which mm. is in Bridgeport, between, like, Bridgeport yep. and yep. Pilsen. Very hard to get to. Yep. Uh, kind of near the Chicago River. I had some friends in town, and we went there for brunch in the summer. It's The, the place is... In a residential neighborhood. Yes, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. And it is in a former house. Maybe it had been a speakeasy back in the day. Yep. And so the outdoor is in the backyard. And wow. the service was terrific. And who doesn't love duck? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, I went there for the first time after a comedy show. And that was the first time I ever had duck. So I was like off stage and my friend was like, hey, you should try this duck. I was like, I don't think now's a good time. <laughs> 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 and. Yeah. But did you? I, yeah, I did it. I did it. I liked it. You know what I mean? You do anything when you've been drinking. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so, <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> I, I've also been in a, I've just started cooking duck this year. Mm-hmm. I've always oh, wow. been intimidated by it. Yeah. And then you let the fat render, throw right. some potatoes in there, duck yeah. fat potatoes. Oh, it, yeah. is, it is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking through the best Chicago restaurants of the year with Chicago Tribune food critic Nick Kendallsberger and Sarah Fitta and Dario Durham of co-host, the co-host of the podcast 77 Flavors. Sarah, there was a restaurant on your list that sounds perfect for a chilly Chicago winter. Tell us about Slurp Slurp in Chinatown. Oh, my God. It's one of our favorite places. So they do two versions of a noodle. They do hand-pulled or shaven, and they cook their broth for hours. You walk in, it looks like a, you know, a little restaurant, nothing too crazy, but it is some of the best food we've had. And we love Chinatown. There's a lot of really good spots, but that place yeah, holds a special place in our heart. Yeah. What's the difference between those two noodles? Um, well, I guess it's the way that the the noodle, the texture of the noodle at the end. I don't. It's one of my favorite spots, yeah. too, so yeah. I can okay, talk about good. this one yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the um, hand-pulled noodles, it's a um, rice-based flour, and they literally pull it yeah. like this and you develop uh, multiple strands every time mm-hmm. you pull. So those are usually the long, skinny noodles. And then the shaved one, is li- they're kind of folding it back. And then they just they're take like a wide, knife yeah. and cut it straight into the boiling water. It's brilliant. It's so good. And yeah. one of my f- it's one of my favorites. My daughter, actually, that's her favorite Chinatown restaurant. So we go oh. there all the time. And, so good. and what's in... In the noodles, like is it meat? Like, yeah, they... so, so you have different options that you can you can add. So you pick um, how you want your noodle prepared, and then you pick whatever if you want it. Yeah. yeah. Protein, so how do you like yours, vegetable. Sarah? I've I've ordered it different every time I've gone, but the one consistent thing that I've gotten is the cucumber salad and the dumplings. Those I've ordered every single time. But I've tried. I, I recommend trying multiple different ways. It's all good. Okay. No misses there. Yeah. So, Dario, you had a restaurant on your list that I also tried this yeah. summer, Salonzo. Yeah, yeah. Top Mexican spot. It's near Midway Airport. Yep. Tell us about it. So, when you go in there, it's a complete vibe. We went on a day where it was I know. Like, it doesn't even look like yeah. it. It, it, no. doesn't look, it looks like a, just a random storefront because there's so much good Mexican food around yeah. Midway. Yeah. But you're not really there for, like, the vibe. The, yeah. I mean, you, upscale vibe. Yeah, I mean, they hit you with like the bar right as soon as you walk in, and like it's like a very beautiful bar, right? Uh, but then they got the patio in the back. We went on a day; it was like ninety-eight degrees. You know what I mean? With like 
100% humidity. <laughs> so, so like, we got all the food in the world. But they have this sandwich. Uh, it's a hamburger, and I love hamburgers. Uh, anybody that knows me, they know I love hamburgers. But this hamburger comes with, like, sausage on it, um, a thick patty uh, on there, and, and the sauces are just fantastic. And that was probably the most different burger I had. And I think anybody that goes there, you got to get it. The mac and cheese is also different. It comes with corn mm-hmm. in the mac and cheese. It's, yep. it's very cheesy. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't eat any of that. I was on the <laughs> ceviche. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We did have the ceviche. Yeah, that was so many kinds of ceviche. Yeah. We had all three of them, I think. I think it was like, <laughs> we had three. Well, they do. They they have a happy hour menu that's always great. Yeah. I think you get like three tacos for $6 Yeah, we did all that. And the yeah. drinks are good. Oh, yeah. The, this, it was perfect that day. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Nick, have you been? Oh, yeah. It's I think amazing. I read about this in the Tribune. Yeah, this <laughs> is a restaurant that's been open for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. But then, in, I think in 2019, they had a fire mm-hmm. and um, instead of just kind of reopening as it was they decided to really go for it and completely yeah. renovate it and it is a total vibe like it's a yeah. really nice place to go for a date night if you're in the area yeah. um, enchiladas are amazing you don't see a lot of places like that on the southwest side south side that have like the open uh, facing outdoor window seating so like you know they have you know like places up here they got like the yeah. windoors open and you can see it's outside kind of like mm-hmm. the garage door, yeah, garage door. They, they, you know that's a pretty cool vibe that you don't see out south you know yeah and i think it's it's date night it's friends it's right. family yeah, right. like it was some of everybody right who was there on yeah. a on a hot summer night okay uh I just want to say quickly, because I'm always looking for the perfect burger yeah. in the city. Oh. I, I'm going to say something that people might not like, Ooh. oh. All right. Let's I, mean, it's, it's, I'm I mean, not for you. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, not for you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not, not, not for you all, the, the foodies. So, I mean, I always feel like a good, like, inexpensive burger, of course, mm-hmm. is top-notch in Beverly yeah. on 95th. Uh, yes. 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 But I'm going to say I think Gibson's has the best burger in the city. Really? Ooh. That's, a, that's a tough claim. I mean, but it's good though. I give you that. That's good. I That's very love good. their. Have you their had burger. Red Hot Ranch? No. Okay. You yeah. got it on, yeah. Ashland, on Ashland. On Ashland and Lakeview. There's one. Okay. On, there's one on Milwaukee and uh, Armitage also. It yes. was was this a hot take, Nick, for me to say Gibson's had the best? I've burger. honestly never had the Gibson's burger, but now I'm intrigued. And I mean, yeah. there's a lot of time left in the day. I could go figure <laughs> this out. You're um, nearby. It's it's but you like grilled. The, the bigger burger. It's not a big burger. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Okay. I, I've noticed that. That some of the you know higher end steakhouses will give you a huge burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is not a huge. Oh, okay, because I, I tend not to like the enormous. It's burger. not it's an enormous one. burger. That's... It's it's char grilled. Yeah, get some cheddar That's... cheese on it. Juicy. It's just it's a simple yes. burger. Actually, it doesn't have like caramelized onions yeah. or like all the other stuff that we think of fancy burgers. Yes. It's, it's, a solid, it's just like good meat. Yeah, good yes. meat. Yeah. I mean, Gibson's will tell you we have the best meat in the city. <laughs> And in a burger, it's it's up there, yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty good. Uh, okay, so Nick, another restaurant that made one of your top spots was Barca Bieria. That's right. So this is in Hermosa, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a family that during the pandemic they were trying to figure out how to make money. the um, The mom used to have a restaurant in the area. She had this birria recipe. The son, you know, has done a little cooking around the the city. And he's like, Mom, let's let's do it during the pandemic. Let's just sell your birria. 
and see if we can make some money. And they were inundated with orders from the wow. neighborhood. It was crazy. And so eventually they were decided to open a little place. You walk in there, the you know, the mom's there making the tortillas when you order oh, yeah. a dish, and then the son's there cooking the meat and bringing it out to you. It's just total family experience, and you can taste like the love in that goat birria. Mm. Um, it's just incredible. And so I've I've been there a few times. I live close, so I try not to go too often because I need to <laughs> I need to try other restaurants. But I just went back recently to like man, this place is amazing. They really take the time and care to, um, you know, because it takes a long time. They have to sort of steam the goat first and then roast it. So, um, and, uh, but yeah, that's one of my favorite places. And now I'm starving. No, but we've been to a few other media spots. Okay. Fantastic. We're going to take a quick pause, and our guests are hanging around, and you should too. Also, do you want to join the conversation about the best food in Chicago? Give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. More food talk and your calls next on Reset. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. And we're back with our panel of foodies. Nick Kendallsberger is a food critic for the Chicago Tribune. Sarah Fitta and Dario Durham have the podcast, 77 Flavors of Chicago. Uh, so we're going to keep talking about Mexican food. This is Chicago. Uh, a couple of times this summer, I visited Zuko in River North, also not far from here. Another upscale Mexican food restaurant. And they put uh, crispy pork belly in Ooh. their guacamole. That's, that's good. That sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. Nick, I'm assuming you've been here. I actually haven't you been haven't. there, so it's okay. a shameful time. <laughs> but I'll try. I'll get to it. You, you keep picking places I haven't been. I need to. This like, is shocking. I need <laughs> to. Like, this is this is shocking. We need to be in touch before this so that I don't. <laughs> um, well, Sarah and Dario, you had another Mexican spot on your list. Uh, me barrio yeah mm-hmm. yes. yep so this is in dario's childhood neighborhood chicago yeah. lawn yeah. taqueria mi barrio and it is family owned the father used to own the spot and then he retired the son took it over and i will go on record to say these are the best tacos in the city hey. whoa hey, yes i back it I, no wow. joke that's my girl <laughs> okay <laughs> they are wh- what makes them i mean this is a that's a big claim. Yes. It is a big claim. It is a big claim. The tortillas obviously made in-house. They make everything in-house. Nothing is brought out. They make their own seasoning mixes. They cook the meat to perfection. I We've had, I want to say, like 70% of the menu, and it has never, never missed. not been great. And, and the portion size that you get, so like the price you pay versus the portion, is perfect. Like yeah. you, you get more than what you pay for, and, and it's not... It's not overwhelming either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's no miss there. No yeah. miss. It's it's true Mexico City tacos for anyone that's familiar with that style. It's delicious. And I love Mexico City is such a wonderful yes. food mm-hmm. town. Yeah. I love eating there. Uh, okay, so is it sit down? Is it takeout? And what's the address? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, right off 63rd, right off of uh, uh, Weston, closer to Rockwell. Uh, it's the cross street. Um, and uh, it is sit down. You can sit down. Mm-hmm. You can take out. They they rotate. So, like, it's busy at all times. People walking in with takeout. Um, you can sit down in there. Um, they, ha- they have music playing. It's it's a yeah. nice vibe. And then after, it's 2645 West 63rd Street. And um, after, after, like, 
I think I want to say 6 or 7 p.m. They actually move the the girls outside to the front of their uh, sidewalk and they have almost like a food truck going on. So you can just walk up and order instead of going in and sitting down. And then next summer they'll have a back patio. So what makes a Mexico City taco different? Um, great question. I, I, I feel like they just have a very specific, simple taco. It, I, I look for like a double corn tortilla. Um, the meat is, is the seasonings and the meat are very specific. It's always just super simple. Um, they also have a lot of items on their menu that and I mentioned earlier that I like a small menu, but they have. They've perfected like five or six proteins, and then they give them to you in Different on options. a tostada or on a gordita or in a burrito. So they just have something for everyone. I just love it. Nick, have you been there? I have. I wouldn't quite put it in my top ten, but I was <gasps> oh, very impressed. Not, not even top, top ten. 10. Mm. <laughs> well, he's. The I've, free, I've been I mean, to a few places, but yeah, um, no, that place was really fun, and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's just so much Mexican food exploding on the southwest side um it's just incredible so um another great if you're looking for like mexico city style you really want to try um la chaparita oh yeah in little village is another place to really see how it's done um usually the tortillas are a little smaller Mm -hmm. um so you can eat more of them so take that as a (laughs) challenge so you can order more tacos because they're little um and uh, but that's the the one place I would recommend uh, getting a start on. The uh, owners are very fun people too. Yeah. Uh, the, the, their story about how they got started is probably the funniest story uh, that we've heard in the seventy eight weeks that we've been doing this. So. <laughs> <laughs> what made it funny? Oh my bad. Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> no, but uh, no. So so the husband, the the wife was the cook, right? But she started the business, and the husband, they, she wouldn't marry him or work with him uh, until he stood out on the corner and, and worked, earned his keep. Uh, what he had to sell like tortillas mm-hmm. from the cart uh, first, and then once he perfected that, that's when the wife was like, "All right, you can come. Yeah. Uh, we'll get married. We hang out." And they have <laughs> these really cool, like you walk in and it almost looks like it's also a store because they have all of these. I mean, they the way they said it, they said no one really buys it, but it gives that nostalgic feel of being in a Mexico City store. So it's all like little toys and knickknacks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when I want Cajun or Creole food, I go to Maple Tree Inn in Homewood. I don't think that there are a lot of really good places that, that do that cuisine here. Has anyone been there? I have not. It's been a while. It's, okay. It's probably been like 10 years since I've been there. So And I, they were in Blue Island. Yeah. Had the fire reopened in Homewood. I highly recommend their barbecue shrimp, which is not barbecue. Oh. It's the New Orleans barbecue, which is really just butter. It is a lot of butter. <laughs> a lot of butter. It's really good, though. Speaking yeah. my language, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And one restaurant that closed during the pandemic is Nita's Gumbo mm. on 81st and Stony Island. And they reopened last month. And I went the day that oh. they reopened but to get the gumbo wings. Oh, Ooh, gumbo go. wings. Oh, I'm so happy. I didn't know it was open again. They I reopened. Loved yes. Yeah. Yes, That's we great. actually got their gumbo for Christmas Eve. Oh, oh nice. Wow. But the, the gumbo wings are fried chicken wings with a roux-like mm. sauce mm. that that goes on them. So Ooh. highly recommend they are back open. Okay. Yeah, that's Put great. Put that on the list. Yeah, yeah. Daria so, and I yeah. were just talking about Cajun food yeah, before we got in. We were. Um, at a place in Plainfield. Plainfield, yeah. yeah. Well, Mojo, so yeah, go to the Mojo's. suburbs. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mojo's in Plainfield, Route 30, is they, they won awards for how good their food is. Okay. Yes. So. What do you like to eat there? Um, so I got I tried alligator for the first time there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alligator. Was it alligator soup? 
it, no, it was, well, I can't remember because they were like, it tastes like chicken. You know how they do everybody. Yeah, yeah. it does not taste <laughs> like chicken. <laughs> no, at all. Everything don't taste like chicken. Stop that. Uh, but but I had it there. It was. Um, Weren't I, they like almost like nuggets? Yeah, they were like nugget yeah. pieces. And they were, it was fried. It's fried pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, it's not chicken, but it was good. You know, it's more like a sausage, yeah. I feel like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, which, by the way, they have some fantastic andouille sausage there um, that you can get, like, just surf andouille sausage. I've had it there, like, that just coin size. Perfect. Maple Tree and has a good alligator soup. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one restaurant that I love this year, a new one, because I feel like I haven't really been talking about new ones, yeah. is Bronzeville Winery oh, yeah. in Kenwood. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of food. I was just thinking, okay, wine bar, we're going to have some mm-hmm. good wines, but the food yes. was good. And actually, Nick, I had a dish based on what Louisa Chu, your colleague, wrote about. Mm-hmm. The I would have never ordered this if I hadn't read her review. It's like a watermelon steak with vegan feta feta cheese. Oh, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't even sound appetizing yeah, as I'm I'll, saying it, but yeah. it was really unique and really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We had to try that. We've been we yeah. had the wine, but nothing. We didn't do anything food wise there. The food is the food yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah we got to try that out. And Nick, you had um, Kim I Cambodian Fine Dining on your list. Yeah, so this restaurant is amazing. It's um, so it's a basically a mother daughter team. Um, you know, the mother had to flee Cambodia during for the, from the Khmer Rouge. Her daughter was born in a um, Thailand refugee camp. They came to America and lived in Chicago. She turned out to to be a chef and worked in like sort of the lettuce entertain you restaurant group and the private dining. And then during the pandemic, she really got into sort of cooking the the food that her mom grew up, um, you know, showing her. And then they've created this just sort of phenomenon um, in northern Chicago. Um, I just, you know, there's only two dedicated Cambodian restaurants in Chicago right now. And this is and when I was at that restaurant, the other person that owned the Cambodian restaurant was there too, wow. uh, you know, wow. checking it out. Eric Williams sat next to me when I was dining there oh, wow. just out of the blue. Which Eric Williams, because we've yeah, got two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. the, the one from Virtue okay. was there. Chef yeah. and owner Chef Virtue. and owner, yeah. Um, and so everything is prepared like exactly, like nothing is prepared ahead of time. So when you order one of these really complex Cambodian dishes, you know, they might not even cut some of the vegetables until the moment it comes in because they want it to be as fresh as it possibly can. What makes Cambodian? Like, what What are some of the common dishes or where do you like to order there? So, you know, I cannot pronounce any of these dishes okay. on air because I don't want to get lambasted. <laughs> but, Tell us the ingredients. Um, yeah. So it is different than Thai food and it's different than Vietnamese food. And so it's a little funkier, but it's still share some characteristics from both a lot of use of lime juice Mm. fresh flavors raw vegetables but then uh, you know it can be very spicy or it can be a little mild but that funkiness that fish sauce um, they have a lot of these dips that use dried fish and so all of these dishes are very forward tasting and, and just really brilliant and so if you ever thought, like, I may be interested in Cambodian food, like, this is the place to do it. What they, neighborhood is it in? Um, I think it's on Howard. So it would be in Rogers Park, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. You, I'm looking to you, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been to every neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's I have right. no memory of anything we've done. Oh. Well, we actually have a caller. We have Renita from Lakeview who is going to tell us who has the best margarita. Oh, yeah, let's do that one. Hi. So, sorry, it's Juanita. Like Juanita, Juanita, I'm sorry. 
It's okay. It's okay. So um, I just moved to Lakeview East in July, and the best margarita is on Broadway in Oakdale, and it's called Caesar's Killer Margaritas. Oh, yeah. And they have... Sarah's nodding her head. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. The service is amazing. The staff is amazing. I've been there way too many times um, since I've moved here, but I highly recommend them for a coconut or blueberry or raspberry margarita, and they have so many more flavors. Do you do you drink it on the rocks or on or uh, frozen? So I'm a frozen girl. Um, however, they do have the option for you to get it on the rocks if that's what you're into. Okay, great. That's Caesar's Killer Margaritas. <laughs> Okay, we got to check that out. Yeah, they're like huge, almost fish bowls of margarita. So you really just need one, and then that's you're it. Done. You're done. Yeah, wow. Yeah. For Sarah to say that, she you, she don't turn up like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. Like, so it's got to be good. Okay. <laughs> so we mentioned Eric Williams mm-hmm. of Virtue, who also opened a new restaurant, a, a mm-hmm. po' boy restaurant mm-hmm. that I did get a chance to go to this summer. Has anyone been to po' boy in Hyde Park? Not yet, Not but yet. definitely on our list. Yes. Yeah, my cool, my. Uh, Louisa Chu, my colleague, got to review that one. I'm still bitter about it, but um, I'll get down there eventually. We love virtue, though. A menu yeah. full of fried food. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 I do love virtue. Yeah. Virtue's amazing. Virtue's yeah. amazing. And why did virtue make your list, Sarah? Oh, my God. It's the, I would say, how creative the dishes are. Um, I've had all the ingredients, but never in the way that they were presented. Everything was just outstanding. Um, obviously, the service was great. We, I mean, we just loved it. The- I, I'm a hot take. The steak and mashed potato dinner dish, that, that's got to be at least top three in the city. It's, uh, it's a short rib, yeah, the short yeah. rib dish yeah. oh. with the mashed potatoes yeah. with some um, spinach, like yes. cream spinach mm-hmm. underneath yes. it. It is delicious. It, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, that's hard to beat that one in the yeah. city. If anybody is listening, go there for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That's that's my typical go-to there. Yes. Or the the catfish with Carolina. Oh my God! Yes. Rice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what else is good there too? Um, they have like this. Um, what is it? A uh, cabbage type of uh, roux or something like like that that you put on side of, of a, a like a cracker and you eat it like that. Uh, liver. I'm mixing it all. You up. know what they have? <laughs> I don't know all if all this is the same thing, but they have pretty good fried gizzards. Oh yeah, be. they do. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, that's, I don't think you can see. That I'm, I'm strictly the history part of yeah. uh, the podcast. <laughs> 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 Anybody have to come for me? <laughs> Nick, you also put down Sochi Saigonese Restaurant, a kitchen in Lakeview. What's your favorite Vietnamese restaurant and your go-to there? Oh my gosh! So this is a, uh, um, a couple from you know Vietnam that. For some, they were like, let's, we always want to do a restaurant. So this is the one they, they decided to open Sochi. And it is just totally, it's just such a beautiful experience. It's a, it's, you know, sometimes you go to the Vietnamese restaurants and there's a 200 things on the menu and it's hard to even know where to begin. But this is a very condensed menu. Everything is just gorgeously put together and a lot of fresh herbs and, um, um, I'm trying to think what my favorite thing. There's a crab fried rice that is beautiful. What I put on my list, I think, were the um, uh, spring rolls. But instead of being wrapped in a wheat paper, it was a rice paper. And so they get really blistered in the oil. Mm. And then you wrap it up with fresh lettuce and put herbs in there as well. Oh, wow. And so and you have a dipping sauce on the side. And I'm thinking of that dish now that I want. Um, and it's just all those flavors of Vietnam. It, it's very, there's acidity, there's spice, 
there's that fresh crunch of the vegetables. So, yeah, that's the one. Nick, this, talk to me like that at night. Please do that. Too, yeah. <laughs> this makes him a top food yeah. critic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious if your list would change if you were restricting them to to go orders. So during mm. the pandemic, I used to tweet this thing called Takeout Friday, like where I was getting food from to help, you know, um, support restaurants that, that were struggling. And one thing that I learned is that high-end food is not good to go. Right. No, it's not. And really, the places on the south side, the hood spots, because yeah. all they do yeah. is to go, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, you need some foil and some yeah. styrofoam. Yes. <laughs> yes. And those little pretty, you know, plastic containers mm-hmm. weren't working. No. With the high-end restaurant. Yes. So right. what, what what do you all think? I 100% agree. To me, so on the west side, there's a Creed on Lake uh, right underneath the tracks right there. And that's they only serve the food to go, right? And it's just how you said. It's, it's wrapped in aluminum foil inside the styrofoam box. And that food is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you're right. A lot of these places that are high-end, not only do you want the experience of just being in there, but they just, that's not their lane. That's not their lane to, like, Take out. You got to sit there and eat it because it's going to get cold. Yeah. It's not going to have the same consistency. It's just different. Yeah. What's one restaurant that each of you is looking forward to in 2023? And it can currently be opened or a spot that mm. will open next year. I'll start with you, Nick. Um, I'm. It's uh, it's a new Indian restaurant called Indian. So it's I-N-D-I-E-N-N-E. So this is a new tasting menu Indian restaurant. So we're seeing sort of an explosion of modern Indian restaurants is the term that a lot of them are using. Um, you, you know, just second generation, usually Indian um, uh, entrepreneurs who are really trying to create something new in Chicago. So I just went to Wazwan uh, last night, and um, they have the Coach House, which is another sort of um, you know modern Indian restaurant. And um, I went to Basant recently, and so there's all these really interesting things going on in the Indian restaurant scene. That where I is Indian? Um, it's in I believe in River North. So um, I can't wait to to try that place. And when is it going to open? It's it um, it just opened. It just opened. Just recently opened, um, like in the past couple weeks or so okay. so i'm excited to finally get there sarah uh mine is and i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly it's fatu uh and it's also an indian restaurant that has not opened yet they're opening next year and the owner actually married um a, 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 her husband's from india and it's a specific region of india it's called Kerala, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And so the food is from that specific region. And she learned how to cook the food. And they, um, they've they been doing pop-ups all over the city. And they're now doing their uh, actual full brick-and-mortar restaurant. So I'm really, really excited for that one. And where is that going it's, to be? I think, I think they're opening in Avondale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, I don't want to give a bland answer. I just want to try more foods that you know, I haven't tried. So for me, mushrooms. Yeah. No, (laughs) that's 2024. Uh, (laughs) Give me a year. No, but uh, I want to try more things, but like one specific restaurant, because I do love burgers. uh, I do want to try Gordon Ramsay's uh, uh, gourmet burger place. Mm. And the reason why is I, I, that burger has got to be good. You mean Gordon Ramsay talk a lot of stuff. He Mm. talk a lot of stuff. If it's not good, I'm cussing him out. You know what I mean? Where where is this restaurant? Downtown uh, Ontario. 
I'm okay. Saying, yeah. So I want to. So I want to kind of experience. You know. A, a finer burger, see if it could really like make it in Chicago. They also have hot dogs that they put ketchup on. Mm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. That's the uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going in there with that attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much food to try for next year. New places, old places. Nick Kendallsberger is a food critic for the Chicago Tribune. Sarah Fitta and Dario Durham are co-hosts of 77 Flavors of Chicago podcast. Thank you all for joining us and coming in today. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you.